That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, in-store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail talks. That's shopify.com slash retail talks. Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm here at the CRMC show in Chicago and I am happy to be joined on this episode by Lindsay Adams, who is the Vice President of CRM and Loyalty Marketing at Lifetime, as well as her colleague James Nelson, who is the Director of Marketing Analytics at Lifetime as well. Lindsay and James gave a presentation here at the show yesterday, and we're going to talk to them about that as well as kind of the overall lifetime business. So first off, I want to welcome you, uh, Lindsay and James. Thank you. Glad to be here. So as I introduced you, I just gave a, your titles, but the, there's obviously um, a lot that goes into your day-to-day roles and interested to learn a little bit more about each of your uh, positions within Lifetime and also give me a, a little bit of an overview of, uh, of the business for the audience as well. Wonderful. So my team at Lifetime really focuses on uh, the customer experience and customer activation. So this includes digital communications, execution and strategy, along with CRM strategy, which is primarily focused on personalization right now at Lifetime and has been our focus for the last few years. That's the topic we spoke on yesterday, and I think we'll dive into a little bit more about personalization at Lifetime in a moment. Um, Lifetime as a company operates primarily in the athletic fitness club space. We also have some ancillary businesses in co-working spaces and luxury apartments, but our clubs are really the focus for James and myself. Um, so healthy way of life is, is what we live every day. So my role in supporting marketing analytics and CRM marketing is to first understand who the customer is with my role, both individually and my team. It starts with just pulling whatever information we can to uh, understand who they are, understand what they are trying to achieve, what their goals, interests, behaviors are suggesting, and then to be able to, whether it's through strategy development or any operational needs or reporting and analytics to, to execute and to optimize. So my team plays a, has a lot of hats at, at Lifetime, but really it's to be able to support CRM and what's whatever is needed. So as I alluded to in the introduction, the, the two of you spoke here yesterday at CRMC and, and you spoke a lot about omni-channel personalization. So I'm interested what that looks like um, at Lifetime. Yeah, let's first dive into personalization and then we'll talk about omni-channel. So we really serve our members in the space James and I work in to achieve their unique health and fitness goals. We know that these can be very unique to the individual, um, they're very personal, and the activities or the how one is going to achieve their goal or work make progress toward it is also very unique. So we have operate big box clubs with lots of activities. You can mix and match um, 
and usually, you know, try a variety of activities or become deeply engaged in, in one thing to achieve, you know, a very similar goal to the next person. So with that, we really want to show that we know our members at a one-to-one personal level and that we want to help them. We find when those two things come together, personalization magic really happens. Um, We changed our approach from these linear customer journeys to really adopt what was happening with our members as their habits changed, as their interests changed um, into a non-linear customer journey. So we really try to accommodate you know, almost every behavior that one could take and drive them into the next thing that's right for them. And that journey is very different for everyone. So that's what personalization um, really is is for us. And then getting into Omnichannel, we know that that club experience is really the product that our members signed up for. And it's not, you know, our marketing, our marketing or a, a physical product many times. So what that means for us is that we need the in-club experience and the out-of-club experience to be really aligned um, and personalized, of course. So we look to channels that might not be super traditional for other retailers. We have a strong customer service team that interacts with our members quite frequently. You know, as you come into our locations, you check in at the front desk where you're greeted by a concierge team member. So activating those human channels um, and aligning them to the personalization strategies and tactics that we believe is really are really helping people achieve their goals is is true omni-channel orchestration for us. So with that in mind, as you and your teams work to personalize the experience for your members um, across the all the different interactions that you touch points that you're having with them, how are you using technology, things such as artificial intelligence and, and analytics tools to help uh, in those efforts to kind of power those personalization efforts? Yeah, in answering that, I, I would say the first step is to understand what are the what are the data assets that are needed? My, my team, we play a heavy role early on in being able to develop that, understand what do we need from data? Where does it need to go? Um, in what form and speed does it need to have? And working with our technology partners to accomplish that. But then added to that and to answer this question, sometimes uh, decisioning requires modeling, be it conversion modeling or other some other form of modeling. That's something my team is positioned to provide. Um, and other times, AI that, that comes within our optimization engine allows for us to decision either on top of that or in lieu of that to be able to best uh, best target or recommend um, out of the information we have in place. So we're still in the process of figuring out what is always the optimal answer with data and with modeling and with AI. What we are really encouraged by, especially being a really small uh, team, both Lindsay's team and then my team within, is to uh, get the best out of what each each uh, solution with data and with intelligence can provide. And to your point earlier, I think, James, you mentioned how your team works in collaboration with, um, with Lindsay's team. And I guess, you know, sharing the data, but also sharing it in, in actionable insights that, uh, that then marketing can take advantage of. Absolutely. I mean, we have so many tools at Lifetime, be it analytics tools or reporting tools, both reporting to be triggered. Um, and that's something we're still growing is having 
action when action's needed. It's so difficult to lose hold of the reins of what we're building. And that's something we're giving attention to right now. But then also self-service reporting so that we can continually be looking at uh, the, the, the product that we have in place. So as you mentioned earlier, Lifetime's not your traditional retail business or a traditional brand when you think about it. So I'm interested in the, you know, maybe if you could share an example of the type of personalized messaging and campaigns that you're creating based on some of the data that you're collecting about your members. Yeah, absolutely. So as we move across the life cycle of a lead into a member, we get more and more data. So we're able to do a better job at personalizing and helping that member achieve their goals as they move along in the life cycle. So I'll talk about maybe just a couple examples that we shared yesterday in our presentation. Um, so once a member joins, they have given us some information. We have basic profile. Um, we ask them some questions about what they would like to do with us. If they've been a member before, we have that data as well. And um, what we do is we really try to prioritize the most retention driving activities for that brand new member to get them either connected or reconnected to their club community. And doing onboarding correctly and, and getting that early engagement results in future member retention which is what we're really looking for so we bring that to the to life in the form of a customized digital checklist for our new members that really consolidates and chooses the right activity or the activity that we believe as a personalization team is right for that individual um, in in order to get them started um, in achieving their goals and then of course as they move along as a member we are really serving up that next best action. So we've built a content library that represents all of those great activities and services that we offer in the club and um, are working using AI and a lot of modeling to help match the right member with that right experience at the right time. And then it comes to life through all the channels that we have available to us today and hopefully even more in the future. So as you continue to grow the business, um, and thanks for sharing some of those examples, how do you continue to do that, personalize these experiences for your members as, as you grow and scale that? And also with the frequency with which you're producing such uh, messaging and such campaigns? Yeah, I will talk a little bit about this and then hand it over to James to get into the, the technical details. But obviously, front-loading our content is really important. So we need to anticipate a lot of the scenarios that we want our members to experience and build content around that so that our decision engine, we call it, can constantly choose from that pool of content and deliver it back to the consumer. Um, we're obviously updating that and optimizing the content, adding new content all the time, but that that base of that original pool of content was really important before we could turn the on button and, and uh, go deliver at scale. But I'll let James talk about the, the data side of things. I'm being, I, I guess, careful in saying this, like we at Lifetime, we've um, always wanted to obscure the complexity for our members. Oftentimes we've done this well, oftentimes we've not. And within our personalization strategy, that's the certainly a high objective is to be able to have the right message, um, let our data um, uh, provide that. Um, and if the member 
receives that and responds to that, it's it's going to bring a connectedness that we're always after. It's going to bring an ease and then um, helping them to be able to achieve what they're there to, what their purpose is, what their goals are. So the, the role of data and modeling is probably rather uh, transparent there is just for us to hit that mark. If we miss on that mark, it's going to bring confusion um, at the, well, worst case, um, and, and, and bring a lack of community, which is, is the opposite of what we're uh, trying to influence. Yeah, so that's actually a, a great segue, and I'll, I'll pose this to you, uh, Lindsay and James, in terms of, um, you know, if you get this personalization right, obviously it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process um, as you collect more data about your members. What does success look like for Lifetime when, when you do get personalization in this omni-channel personalization more specifically right, kind of getting that right message to the, to the right person at the right time? Yeah, certainly we look at metrics. Uh, we, we want to see them engage with our, our content, of course. Um, but what a right solution looks like comes in the form of, of them um, engaging in what we're asking. Now we talk a lot about uh, conversion of we want them to, to convert, but convert a lot of times is us just getting the member to consume what they're already paying for. Um, have them uh, connect. I mentioned it earlier that um, connecting and finding a community is the number one thing that we know that brings a retention. And so to have them follow that path, um, and everybody's path is different um, as a member. And and so it's not our job to know explicitly like what, what their long-term path is going to look like, that everybody's journey evolves. But we know that with whatever that member's uh, health and wellness journey line is, we know that with the right content, we can try to push for uh, peaks as opposed to static movement in that. Yeah. So we are really looking to add financial growth to the company. Uh, this is one of the strategies that us and many other companies are using to drive drive their growth. And it, growth and engagement, as James said. So just bringing to life a few examples. So um, some of our experiences are taking a class, some, and we have many different classes. So we have journeys built to support all of all of those um, activities. Sometimes it's just to use the club. Sometimes it's to make a purchase in our salon and spa, in our cafes, an ancillary purchase of personal training is always great. And what we're looking at is the incremental conversions to those activities, which is typically what we're talking to that member about at, at the time we're measuring it um, over our control group. So James and team really work to set match control groups for nearly every campaign that we produce so that we can truly measure the incremental value in dollars and cents that we are delivering for the organization. And I would imagine, you know, as the case for so many businesses, it's it's true at Lifetime, it's, it's more cost effective to retain that existing member than to go out and try to acquire new members, correct? Always. Absolutely. Yes. Lots of Lifetime value modeling and discussions happening at Lifetime. And then my final question for the two of you will be, um, as we are here at CRMC, I'm always interested to get the take of different attendees and different, you know, as I speak to so many different uh, brands, um, a loyalty marketing trend or technology that um, you, you were eager to learn more about here at the show. Yeah, the technology is 
always changing and the tools that are available and, you know, consolidations of different tools, um, mergers and things of that sort are always just interesting for me, not only to see what the vendors are offering, what their tool has to offer um, people like us, but also hear from real folks that are using those tools and learning about their journeys um, in implementation. So all of the probably boring, <laughs> the boring side of marketing, um, the implementation and, and does it work, right? Is really important to me. So for myself, certainly loyalty is is a a common capability of most retailers here and and yet at lifetime we've lived without having a a a loyalty solution um in place for well forever and and so it's a question for us of what should that look like learning from other retailers learning from what options are available to lindsay's point is something that's really important um and really timely right now for us as we seek to make decisions going forward. Great. Well, I've uh, really appreciated the conversation. I want to take the opportunity to thank Lindsay Adams, again, who is the Vice President of CRM and Loyalty Marketing at Lifetime, as well as James Nelson, the Director of Marketing Analytics at Lifetime. So thank you, James, and thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail talks. That's shopify.com slash retail talks.